welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. I'm here, don't worry. <laughs> today's episode Today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers, offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is introducing a new product. Well, it's already been introduced, but it's probably one of their newest. The Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant. And we will hear more about that and our sponsors and all of that later on. Um, but uh, please head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com because these sponsors make this podcast possible. Um, check our sponsor page if you ever need anything and see if you can um, give them any of your business. Uh, and while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send our episodes right to your inbox every Monday. And uh, now, Diane, here's our review of the week. And it comes from Ginger. She sent this to our Instagram. Well, your Instagram, maybe. We don't, we don't have a joint Instagram. But um, <laughs> it came to Abby's Instagram. She sent it on to me. It says, all right. So I got to say, I absolutely love your podcast. I'm on a mission to listen to all the episodes right now. So my son is currently nine months. He's been having some diarrhea lately. I'm doing... She put EC, which is elimination communication with him. And so he hasn't been telling me and it's been coming super fast, but that's not, but that's a little abnormal for him. Anyways, not the point. So my husband told me it was because of my breast milk. Is this true? Is my breast milk causing digestive issues? I personally think that's false, but my husband seems to believe everything he reads on the internet or what his mom says about nursing. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, thank you so much for loving on the podcast and for listening to the episodes. And we're really glad you found us. Congratulations on breastfeeding for nine months. You're doing awesome. Um, but this is leading right into our myths episode today. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is false and false. You're I feel like that just goes right along with my first one. Oh, really? Yes. So okay. we should just like just, do it. Just get it started. Right. Into the myths. And and thank you for your reviews and leave them on iTunes, please and thank you. Yes, please and thank you. They don't have to be myths. They could be anything you want them to be. So Yeah, or any of your questions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I told you about this already, is I got a message from somebody similar to this um, in my Instagram a few weeks ago, and it was the complete opposite, that, that she was told, and I think it was by her doctor, that because she didn't have enough fiber in her diet. The baby had was constipated. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. That is so like, and that's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, I know. I've, and I feel like, you know, breastfeeding information, all that stuff is getting out there and all that. But I feel like it's not like, it's not getting better with this misinformation. It's still so much out there. All right. So this is like, we're doing the best we can here. So listeners, you guys got to set this straight. If people tell you something that is blatantly a myth, you got to tell them this is, that is not accurate. Or show me some, do you have any research on that? That's like the nice way of saying you're full of shit. Do you have any research on that? Yeah. Oh, where did you read that? Yeah. Oh, what studies did you read that found that? I would yeah. love to read those. I'd love to know more about that. 
because this is like, we got to fix it. Us and us alone. We're going to fix it. <laughs> right. I mean, who else is going to do it? I know. But yeah, that's No one crazy. else is doing it. We've so got this big machine pushing in the other direction. <laughs> but thankfully that mom sent you a message and said like, hey, is this right? Yeah. Because a lot of people would just go, oh, okay. And then like start eating all this fiber or stop breastfeeding. Right? Well, like, yeah. That happens. Yes. And that's why, yeah, this is one of my biggest things. Because I see a lot. I saw a post um, that was like, I can't remember where I saw it. It was one of these. I don't know. It was like in my newsfeed or something, but it was, you know, uh, like a big page that was just that said something like, you know, breastfeeding is just too hard for some people. So you just shouldn't do it. Like if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it. (laughs) And like, I, you know, if you don't want to breastfeed, then don't breastfeed. Like, I totally agree with that part. But the thing is, the thing is, here's the thing, is that we are told all of these things about breastfeeding. And so therefore we think it's too hard when those things are not true. Right. You're, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's not true. And so people are like, that's too hard. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. That's too hard. Except you don't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Like that is false. This is a, this illusion is, this is an illusion. It's not true. So people feel like this misinformation is like not just, it's not just like a funny thing to talk about. It really does stop people from breastfeeding. It stops when they want to. It -hmm. stops people. It makes people stop breastfeeding before they want to stop because they feel like they're not giving their baby enough for what they need. And And like, it's insane. I mean, my dad, my dad is like, I don't know. He's like famous in our house for having just like the worst digestive tract. <laughs> and one day, I feel like I told this story one time. I don't know if I like heard this my, one. <laughs> my, there were like these weird crackers in the closet. And I was like, what are these? And my sister walks by and she goes, those are dad's poop crackers. <laughs> <laughs> they like fiber crackers or something? Yeah, yeah. They were like, you know, and people think like, oh, my baby, you know, like, I'm kind of, you know, like when you're a grown person who like doesn't have breast milk, whatever. You're like, oh, I'm constipated. Yeah, I'll have like some, you know, fruit or like a fiber cracker or whatever. Prune juice, whatever. Prune juice. Yeah, Yeah, you've got all these tips and tricks, whatever. But like, this is not what we're talking about with a baby. (laughs) This is not for, first of all, how do you know the baby's constipated? Like if the baby's breastfed, it's probably not. Like it's gone a couple of days without pooping doesn't mean that He's constipated. No, that's normal. And pediatricians should know that. That should be information that they can easily pass along to you. They should be able to say to you, oh, breastfed babies sometimes don't poop every single day. That's very normal. That's, I feel like that's pretty like. Yeah, I know. But not only do they not know that, they're telling people to have more fiber. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is, it's ridiculous. I will say one thing that I see more than I have self not, with listeners that I that I than I did before was they'll they'll write to me and they'll say like, "Hey, somebody told me this. That's not right, is it?" I love it. Like they know, mm-hmm. they know. They're like, mm, "I have a feeling this is wrong." Like I heard it before, or I've just learned so much about breastfeeding that that feels like that wouldn't be logical. And I'm like, "You know, you're right." I love that. Because you yeah. know what it used to be like? What I used to get more of would be, 
uh, I needed to, I need to take this medication. I was told I can't breastfeed. Um, so I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. You like didn't six have to ago. do that. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> no, right. wait, no. Exactly. Like, oh, I didn't like, no, you didn't have to do that. I, I didn't think so, but that's what they told me. So that's what I did. You know, it's like, follow your instinct with this. I know. But it's so hard when you have all these like smart people around you that are like, yeah, you got to do this. Yeah, you totally got to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's a doctor. Like, you know, you should be able to trust what the doctor says. Yeah. I love it when people say, that didn't sound right to me. So I just wanted to double check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right. And it's so much, it's so easy because you're, you're, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. like if it sounds wrong or you think it's wrong, like I guarantee you it's wrong. So yeah. just sending a message and being like, that's wrong, right? Someone even was like, I should flush that, right? I was like, <laughs> oh, she heard that episode of like Woo-hoo! the information to flush down the toilet. I was like, yep, yeah, flush, flush it. it. Yep. So, so that's your first one. My first one. Yeah, are we done? Is the podcast over? Because we riffed for 10 minutes. Okay. I know, right? About fiber. No, it's not done. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll Don't get, more- get me started about fiber. <laughs> get the fiber crackers. <laughs> so mine actually came up on my, I have a breastfeeding support group. We call it breastfeeding boot camp. It's where I do, you know, I have my support group every Monday, but I also have a, a private Facebook page that goes along with it. So if anybody wants to join, you can send a little um, like request to join or whatever because it's not a it's not a public page, so it's breastfeeding boot camp and with Diane Cassidy. But on there, somebody posted just yesterday. I'm breastfeeding my 18 month old, and my midwife told me I need to wean in order to get pregnant. What's everybody else's experience on this? Because I'm really pretty sad about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I posted back and I said, that's, I, I, it's a big fat false is what I said. That's a big fat false. And I said, do you have your period back? And she said, yes, I got it back at like eight months, but it's irregular. I was like, you have your period back and they're still telling you you can't get pregnant. Yeah. I mean, at 18 months, it's like such a not, no. Plus you have your period, right? right, right. Like, and you have your period <laughs> and your cycle is back. You're like literally cycling. Yeah. And she's like, but it, you know, it's it's not, you know, whatever. It's not regular. And one of our other, neither is mine, right? Yeah, join the club for everybody after pregnancy, right? And the one of the other members in the group, like a couple of them, put, oh, I got pregnant, I got pregnant, you know. And, and one of them put up, you know, I ended up doing acupuncture so that my cycle would be more regular, so that I could get pregnant. And I was like, that's a great suggestion, oh. you know, like if, if you want to go, you know, try to do something like that. But to say like, oh, you're going to have to, we- oh, you want, you've been trying to get pregnant. It's not working for you. You're going to have to wean then. So what? If you wean all- automatically, your your period's going to be completely normal every 28 no. days again, the minute you wean? Yeah. Basically what the person is saying is that breastfeeding is a reliable birth control up until, I guess, forever. Right. False. Well, that is so not true at all. Mm-mm. How How do you think all these babies are here? <laughs> I, I mean, know. like you see all the tandem nursing picks. Like, how, right. like, how did you, how did those babies get here? And that's what makes it very confusing for yeah, right, for right. mothers because that's one of the, she's like. I know people breastfeed through that. She even put that in the post. I know people breastfeed through pregnancy. So wh- why am I getting this information? What does right. everybody else th- well, experience? Yeah. With and this? people think, oh, it's just a freak thing. It's like it's like when those people when you know people 
when those freak things happens, like people continue to get their period through pregnancy. You know, have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's very yep. rare. You know, it's just like a weird thing that happens. Like getting pregnant while you're breastfeeding is not a weird, random thing that happens. No, that's a thing that it just happens. But I mean, this is reasons why people would wean early. Right? Exactly. Like, exactly. They're totally. told, oh, you want to have another baby? Well, you better stop breastfeeding. And then they end up weaning earlier than they planned. Right. And they're like, oh, I was going to just, I wanted to breastfeed to tolerate. I wanted to just let them wean when they wanted to. Or I wanted you to know, tandem I, nurse. Right. Or uh, Yeah. But I want to have another child. So forget that. I have to just wean. Even though everybody else and around me is able to do I it. remember asking these questions and I remember somebody saying to me, it was like, get your priorities straight. <gasps> like, do you want to like, do you want to, do you want this breastfeeding relationship with your child or, or like, what's more important that or having another baby? I was like, why the fuck do I have to pick? Right. I'm asking you for information. <laughs> like, and you, and by the way, I got pregnant while I was breastfeeding and went on to tandem nurse for years. People because yeah, just, you can. Yeah, you can. There's absolutely, it's not like Abby said, it's not magic. Like it happens all the time. Yeah, it just has to do with you ovulating. That's how you get right. pregnant, and that's and it happens. Everybody gets their cycle back. And I really don't think that her breastfeeding, and I'm not, you know, an expert in hormonal things. I don't even know about my own, but the her breastfeeding is not impacting her. Like it's not keeping her from having her period you know what i mean like she i has really her period she has her period i really feel like her cycle would still be irregular if she wasn't breastfeeding yeah because that's not about breastfeeding right. right that's about like having a baby and your cycle coming back after you have a baby which takes time to regulate whether you're breastfeeding, breastfeeding. or you decided to formula feed from day one right it's the same yeah so yeah so that was my that's that one for me so that all right I'm trying to decide if I should bring up my big one before or after the break. <laughs> Do it after. Okay. So here's one um, that actually we just got into it on my page, on the the Badass Breastfeeder page yesterday. I posted this meme that said, um, nursing your baby to sleep is not a bad habit. Mm, I and saw so, that. You know, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, good. Okay. So that's number one. <laughs> that's the beginning of, of the myth that I want to talk about. It's not a bad habit. It's biologically normal. And no, it doesn't interfere with, you know, their ability to fall asleep. It actually helps them learn how to fall asleep. But then the conversation that always comes up when we talk about this always is, well, I did that and my baby got cavities. Ah, oh, you need to be careful with that. Actually, no, no, no. Be careful because your baby, you know, you can get your baby's teeth can decay. And I've said it before, but I haven't said it in a while. So I'm going to say it again that I was at a conference where Dr. Jake Gordon, who is this doctor who is a big breastfeeding proponent. proponent. Is that the word? Yes, that is. (laughs) We're just making kinds of consonants coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, which ones are right? (laughs) Um, and he said, somebody asked this question while he was speaking, and he said, we would be a dead branch on the evolutionary tree if human milk rotted human teeth. It's a very good point. And I love it so much because it doesn't make logical sense. So your baby was born to breastfeed. Your body was made to breastfeed. This breast milk was tailored for your baby. But, oh, oops, it also rots your teeth. <laughs> uh, and then somebody, and I replied with our, actually, our episode about... um 
about that. We have a separate episode where we talk about that and the research and stuff. Um, and, and somebody said, I'm not talking about breastfeeding. I'm all for breastfeeding. I'm talking about breastfeeding to sleep. And I'm like, no. And I still say the same thing. The breast milk is not rotting your child's teeth. Well, why is... Because they're asleep? Because that means they're, they're going to get cavities? All the, the thing, I don't know, because it's sitting in their mouth longer, which isn't true. No, but it's, it's I said that during a... Do you remember I said that during our last... When we did that episode, I was like, why is it different at night during the day? Right. It's like the same milk. Oh, wait, I'll just brush your teeth at night. Huh? Yeah, because I think you said uh, it must turn to Kit Kat bars right. after 10 <laughs> right. p.m. or something, yeah, right? How does this... Where I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, a doctors, a dentists, a dentists all the time, all the time are telling people you need to wean, you need to stop nursing at night because it's rotting your kids' teeth. What? No, it's not. I guess because they think it pools in there and it sits in there, which isn't which, true. If you understand no. the mechanics of breastfeeding, it does not pool in the mouth like bottle feeding does. You know, if they pull. I don't think people even understand how far your nipple goes into their mouth. Right. It goes all the way to the back of their throat. Cavities happen if it's, that's more gen- genetic. I was going to say generic. Yes, that is genetic. Gen- yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> generic and genetic. <laughs> yes. That's a genetic thing. Like. It is. And it's really hard because, you know, and then people are always confused. They're like, oh yeah, well, it happens with one kid and not my other kid. So I don't understand it because it doesn't have anything to do with the breast milk. Right. Nothing. And there's actually research that, you know, they're studying like the, the, um, the qualities that actually protect the breast, the teeth, which would actually make more sense, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Right. You would think. Like evolutionarily speaking and biologically speaking. they Didn't we do in that episode, I'll have to link the episode. I'll definitely link it in the show notes. But there was, remember we talked about it. There was that recent study that came out that they put, they put like children's teeth in, in, um, you know that obviously had fallen out of their mouths. They didn't like extract right. them or anything. <laughs> right, but right. they put them in. A, they put them in a dish of, of breast milk and a dish of formula. Oh, and yeah. the formula one like totally eroded them. Right. Yeah. And the the breastfeeding ones were fine. They were just sitting there. Right. Yeah. The same as they went in. Yeah. 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 Off the line. I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But we got to take a break. Okay. Then we get the big one, right? And then and we I get gotta, the big one. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to talk about this because right. I actually don't think we ever have. Cool. And then I've got a good one too. Okay, good. So we'll be right back. Be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Saris Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Saris Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. A little bit of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk safe or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, or any of your favorite beverages, or even snacks when you're done breast or bottle feeding. Head over to sarahschill.com, that's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L.com, or check them out at Sarah's Chill on Instagram. For more details um, about the company and you, because they actually have a couple of other little containers. So mm, check mm-hmm. them out um, and use code Badass Breastfeeders 25. Badass Breastfeeders 25 for, guess what, 25% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. 
Fairhaven Health is excited to introduce Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant, the newest product in their vaginal care and comfort collection. Products designed to support vaginal health through every stage of life. Sage is designed to replenish your natural lubrication and provide temporary relief from vaginal dryness. While vaginal dryness is most common in older women, there are a handful of other factors that lead to vaginal dryness. Breastfeeding, antidepressants, some fertility and cancer medications, stress, and even exercise. As with all their vaginal care products, Sage is made without estrogen, parabens, glycerol, or coating oils. Check out Sage and all the other vaginal care products at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com. And use code BADASS15 for, no, just use BADASS. It's just badass, and you will get 15% off of your purchase. Um, and our sponsors and these promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll also find um, our breastfeeding resources page, um, our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So I can't wait. What is it? Okay. I want to talk about smoking. Oh, smoking cigarettes. Now, we're not talking about smoking marijuana, although I've gotten so many messages. I know everybody is waiting for us to talk about it, and we will talk about it. We're going to get all of our ducks in a row first, because I know that you rely on us for really reliable information. So we are going to get ourselves like chock full and ready of good information on that. But I am ready right now to talk about cigarettes. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing with cigarettes is that, first of all, it's so taboo now. It's everybody's people are so feel so shamed about smoking. And I think that's got to be one of the bigger ones where people go, oh, my God, I smoke and I just shouldn't breastfeed. You know, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't do it because it's bad for the baby. Well, of course, the best thing you can do for your health, let's even put the baby down for a minute. The best thing you can do for your health is to stop smoking. But that's not news to anybody. Of course, we know that. And probably before you got pregnant, you were trying. If you were successful at quitting, cool. You are in the minority. Most people that are addicted to smoking have a really hard time quitting. I mean, it's one of the hardest things to quit Mm -hmm. is smoking. And if you cut down, good job. Awesome. You are so awesome. You know, to even just cut down, cutting down is, um, you know, is the next best thing to quitting. But do not choose. People think, okay, well, you know, there's chemicals, there's smoke and all of this that gets into the breast milk that's going to hurt my baby, so I should formula feed. That is not true. That is not true. It is is recommended that you continue to breastfeed. And there are some things that you can do, easy things, to minimize, um, you know, just your, the exposure to your, to your baby. And so one of those is, if you're smoking, smoke outside. Smoke away from the baby. You know, smoke in a different room. Different rooms, you know, better than next to the baby. Outside is, like, best. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even get, like, a robe or something, you know, so the, you know, so it, when it sticks to your, you know, because it gets on your clothes and all that stuff. You could wear like a jacket, have a little, have a fancy smoking jacket, you know, be that, be that guy, you know, who's got that. Um, and then take it off, wash your hands when you come in and just do have, be a mom or a parent. And, um, 
you can also, um, in order to, you know, some people will smoke right after they nurse so that by the next time that they nurse, you know, some of it's worked through their system. Um, that's, it's hard to predict when your baby's going to nurse and it's kind of hard to predict when you're going to need to go outside and have a cigarette. So but that about 90 minutes, nicotine has been shown to leave the system in about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So kind of keep that in the back of your head because you might be able to work around that a little bit. Yeah. But if it's been an hour, it's okay. Just nurse your baby. It is okay. You are still doing the very best thing for your baby. It's mm-hmm. not better. It is not better or healthier for your child to switch to formula. Right. It's just not. That's not what the research shows us. No, in fact, because I remember doing a lot of this. In fact, I I did a a training for a health department last year and and put together a whole thing on like smoking and um, opioid use, stuff like that. And this and vaping, because a lot of people, mm-hmm. too, will yeah. um, you'll quit during pregnancy, but you still need like something, right? Yeah. Like you need something right, right. or you're fine, you know, getting through pregnancy. It makes you sick to smoke, whatever. But then you have the baby and you're like, OK, I'm stressed out. I need something. Um, so or, maybe- I, you're a smoker. If you haven't quit, it's still right. in your system and you're still smoking. And like. Don't be ashamed of it. Breastfeed your baby and like follow these workarounds. But we know that formula formula is very highly associated with asthma and respiratory problems. We know that it's research based. So your breast milk, even if you are a smoker, your breast milk will help to combat some of that, that the baby might be exposed to with your smoking. Right. You're worried Smoking and formula feeding, that's a double whammy. So this way, they're at least still getting some of those protective factors. Right, exactly. They're still getting the protection, even from the smoking. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one last thing about that. I mean, you can say all the things that you want to say about it. But one last thing for me is don't share a bed with your baby if you're a smoker. No. Because that will... Um, it inter- You know, it, it it makes it more difficult for you to wake up and to... to, to it's one of the... Um, risk factors for bed sharing. So just sleep on a separate surface from your baby. But give them that breast milk. Go ahead with the nursing relationship if that's what you want. Yeah, just be smart about it. Wash your hands. Wear a different jacket, like Abby said. Wear wear a different shirt or whatever. Um, Don't smoke around them if you can help it. And yeah. And the same thing. It's still the best thing. Still better. It's still better. So yeah, so that's a good one. We haven't talked about that. I know. And I was like, oh, maybe we should do a whole episode, but I don't know if we need a whole episode on that. <laughs> Unless well, there's like lots of really interesting, like, you know, research or something we could go through. But I'll have to, I'll look through my thing and see if there's enough to fill in half an hour. I think Although- if anybody smoking listening to us, hopefully that you're just, because I know people, I get emails sometimes from people asking about this and they are like, please don't post this. Please don't tag me. Like, you know, I'm so embarrassed. And people are so embarrassed about this. Yeah, I know. I know it, but it's, you know, we have our habits. I have habits that I'm not real proud of either, but right. they're there and I'm going to put them on the front lawn for everyone to see. <laughs> damn it. So that's it. Okay. So mine, this one. So I looked on, I took a little, little trip onto Pinterest, oh, which God. I have found that Pinterest is the best source for really bad info. <laughs> I was going to say, that's only good for recipes, right? I mean, because, oh my God. The best source for really bad breastfeeding information. (laughs) 
<laughs> and as we go on, like in the next few weeks, we're going to do, we plan to do an episode on diet. Cause I really, I told Abby, I'm like, I am going to go on for half an hour about the freaking posts I've seen about diet on here. Yeah, I know. And I mean, Abby had to reel me thing. in. Because I was like, <laughs> well, we could totally it. do like that in detail. And there's so many things to cover with that. But anyway, yeah, yeah go ahead. So stay tuned for that. But this, what I did find. All right. Is everybody ready? And they always wait, wait, I have to, I have to swallow it. <laughs> I just took a drink. Are you going to make me laugh? I don't want it to come out my nose. It's kombucha. That'd be so gross. Oh my God. Okay. Wait. So the, the title of it is do larger breasts produce more milk than smaller breasts. Right. And we know Good the question. answer to that. Right. Okay. Right. It's no, no, no. Right. That's mm-hmm. the title. Fact number one, size does not matter. It says that right in here. Fact number okay. one, size does not matter. Mm-hmm. Fact number three, Big breasts have more storage capacity. False. What? Myth. That's what it says in here. So first it tells you size doesn't matter, but guess what? <laughs> Bigger breasts have more storage capacity. Really? Right there, it's it's That's totally nonsense. contradicting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nonsense. It is total nonsense. It does not matter the size of your breast. That should have been it for the whole blog. Like that, that should have been it. <laughs> should have been done. It should have just been a title and a blank page. <laughs> that should have been it because it does not matter. It does not matter. Number four, large breasts are prone to clogged milk ducts. False. What? Yeah. No. Um, like it just, let me see if there's a, no, those were the two big ones. So the two big ones that were totally wrong. And then there was only two other ones and those were ridiculous too. But those were the, those, those were the biggest ones I took out of this. Like it does not matter the size. I have met women with really small breasts that make more milk than anyone. And then I have met people with bigger breasts who don't make that much milk. Storage capacity, go back to our storage capacity episode That can affect everybody differently. In fact, sometimes women with bigger breasts have less storage capacity because there is more fatty tissue with those bigger breasts. Right. The milk's not coming from the fat tissues. Right. So this was ridiculous. I was just like, I can't with this. This is ridiculous. I can't even with this. Big breasts have more storage capacity. No, they don't. What do they think? It's just an empty balloon? That's what I was picturing. uh, Yeah. That's what what people think. Yeah. It's just empty in there until you put some milk in there. And until then, you get pregnant, they and then they blow, balloon up with milk, and then yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was that was one of mine. Do you have more, or was that? Um, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Well, let me get back <laughs> to my. Oh my god, I went on a whole thing through our message thing. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so this is a little bit about diet. Mm-hmm. Um. But but not necessarily. Well, so, but it's something that you see all the time. And I feel like all of these articles say the exact same thing. They start off with like, you know, eat a healthy diet, drink, drink plenty of water. You need to drink, you know, whatever, 5,000 ounces of water a day. <laughs> which, because, you know, the more water you drink, the more breast milk you make. Lie. Which is so not true. Mm-mm. I think the water thing is like, People are obsessed with the water thing. And I see lactation consultants that I follow on Instagram say it. I see people that should know better say it constantly. Oh, are you drinking enough water? Make sure you drink enough water. Otherwise, you're not going to make enough milk. No. This is not how it works. It's not. And I still, like, as many times as we put it out there, 
still have people that'll contact me and be like, I'm drinking all this. I don't know what's going on with my milk supply. I drink at least a gallon of water a day. I'm just like, that has not They are good. just like drowning themselves in water, pissing away all the nutrients that their body's <laughs> making. <laughs> it's just crazy. But you do not yeah. have to. I know. No. I remember the one, the thing that the lactation consultant that I contacted when Jack was born and we were supplementing with formula and I was trying not to anymore. That was one of the, I didn't even ask her. She just threw it in there. She said, drink to thirst. Mm-hmm. Like you might be more thirsty because that is something that happens when you're breastfeeding. Like you Absolutely. suddenly are just like, oh my God. Uh. And yeah. then so, you know, drink water, drink water when you're thirsty, drink water like you normally would. You don't have to drink extra. No. And a little fun little fact. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but when you when you put the baby to breast or when you pump, actually too, it can happen. It's that stimulates your oxytocin release, right? That nipple stimulation of the baby latching to, to the nipple and starting to suck, or if the pump is pulling the nipple, that releases oxytocin in your system, that wonderful hormone. One of the side effects of oxytocin is thirst. That is a side effect of oxytocin. So that is one of the reasons why you feel so thirsty while you are breastfeeding. And people will even say sometimes, oh my God, as soon as the baby gets on or as soon yeah. as the milk lets down, I feel thirsty. Mm-hmm. And that is why it's that oxytocin release. It's not because the baby just sucked every ounce of fluid out of your well, body. Yeah, I know. I wonder if that adds to it too. It's like, oh my God, I feel so thirsty. I must be dehydrated. No, you're not. You know mm-hmm. who was dehydrated? People in concentration camps. Who breastfed. Who breastfed their babies. Mm-hmm. And had full milk supplies. Yep. And they were like dying. Right. You know, of they malnutrition. Fed and, no. regularly for crying out loud or given lots of water. That's not what Nazis were doing. No, you're not. Um, so, yeah, that's a good that's, one. Put that into perspective there. Um, your body is going to go to every single great length to get your baby what it needs. And you mm-hmm. can trust that it will. Absolutely. Um, I have one more that I want to definitely say. This is also something I saw on Pinterest and I wanted to blow it up, but that you have to start pumping right away. Right away. Start, especially if you're planning to go back to work, you should start pumping right away to ensure you have a good supply or people that think that are told they have to pump in order to keep their supply. That breastfeeding the baby isn't enough. You have to also pump in order to keep your supply. This pumping thing is getting out of control. It's totally out of control. It is everywhere. People are putting down their babies to pump when it's not necessary. If it's necessary, talk to a lactation consultant. They'll get you on the right path if it's a necessary thing. If it is not necessary, don't worry about it. But I can tell you when it's not necessary. If you're coming back from the hospital or you just had your baby... The baby's feeding fine and they're doing fine and you're doing fine. That is not necessary to pump. And a lot of these blogs are out there saying, or a lot of this information on the internet is saying, start pumping as soon as you want to. Start pumping as soon as you can. You do not have to do that. Well, not only do you not have to do it, but that can cause a whole bunch of problems. It can. It can. Not too much. It's just another thing. Who who has the time for that? I know. Who wants to think about that? So you do not need to be a pumper in order to sustain a milk supply. That is not necessary. So I definitely talk to a lactation consultant before you start pulling that stuff into your routine because it could be that it's really a not a necessary thing for you to do. It's not like a one size fit all. Oh, you're breastfeeding? Make sure you start pumping now. Yeah. Because you're not going to make it if you don't. Mm-mm. These pumps have not been around that long. 
and people breastfed just fine. No, yeah. What you need to do is put your baby to your breast. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to, that's, they know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so that's yeah. mine. Good. Well, that was great. Yeah. It goes quick. Our miss episodes are always like. I know, because we just really go off. Lots to talk about. Let yeah. us know if you heard any miss so that we can add them to our next episode. Because I know, I know you've them. heard them. I know you have. <laughs> Thank Let us you. Know so we can tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we can make fun of them. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.